from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. We have an amazing amount of talent right here in St. Louis, um, and that was the only parameter. So we had, you know, circus, we have a little bit of everything. It's going to be more like a variety show, so um, a little bit different for us, but it's going to be super fun. Uh, Karen, maybe the bigger fear is that the performers could be distracted by how cute the dogs are. <laughs> is that something you have to guard against? <laughs> that, that is true. That is very likely to happen, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm Sarah Fenske. The circus is back in town. Okay, well, the circus we're talking about today never really left. Circus Flora is based here in St. Louis. COVID-19 concerns kept it from performing in the last year. And now it's gearing up for shows that begin June 4th. The weekend of shows are a stripped-down local version of the Circus Flora experience. And joining us today to explain what that will look like is Karen Shoulders. She's the managing director of Circus Flora. Karen, welcome. Hi, how are you? So, Karen, it has been a long time since your big red tent here in Grand Center has been put to use. What's it like to contemplate a return to circus activity? Well, it's amazing. Um, We haven't performed since uh, June of 2019, so Mm -hmm. it's been quite a while. And it's very exciting to be able to come back and do the St. Louis Review in June. You know, the pandemic obviously was challenging for everybody, but um, it's really our St. Louis community that got us through. And here we are being able to come back to our St. Louis community and mine some of the greatest talent around to put together this variety show. So um, it'll look a little different. And uh, obviously, we have a lot of different protocols in place, but we are more than ready to get back at it. So the St. Lou Review, that's the name of these shows you're going to be doing. Tell us how will that look different than usual? Yeah, so um, the Big Top itself um, will look a little bit different. Um, We've, you know, more or less made lemonade out of lemons while the Big Top wasn't in use all of last year. A lot of different upgrades have been made to the tent, to the site. So um, it's more or less an open air venue at this point. So the sidewalls are off. Um, Great ventilation. We'll have fewer people. So, you know, Circus Floor has kind of always been known to be kind of an intimate performance venue as it is but um it'll be even more so because we'll have less people in it um Mm. we'll have a stage instead of our typical ring this time around and um yeah you know we usually uh bring in a huge cast of international performers but um was really really fun to look you know here we have an amazing amount of talent right here in st louis um and that was the only parameter so we had you know, circus, we have a little bit of everything. It's going to be more like a variety show. So um, a little bit different for us, but it's going to be super fun. You mentioned you're moving from a ring, which I think we all associate with circuses, to more of a stage. Is that for COVID reasons? Um, Yeah, it just... uh, kind of kept the capacity uh, a little bit better for us. Um, It kept things um, where we could have the most seating that we possibly could have, but keep it socially distanced, Mm. keep the views good, keep everybody spread out and everybody having the best view of uh, the action going on. And and this talent then, this is all homegrown talent. You're not bringing in people as, as you normally would from other countries or across the U.S. So what does that mean? Who will we get to be uh, seeing perform as part of the St. Louis Review? Right. So that is um, something we're extremely excited about. So we have some perennial favorites that people love to come to Circus 
floor to see, like the St. Louis Arches um, from our friends at Circus Harmony. Um, also from Circus Harmony, we have some people that are returning to St. Louis that started out here, but have sent, you know, traveled the world and and worked all over the place in circus like kellen quinn who was uh with us for one of our past performances um we have eliana grace um tom wall is also coming back to st louis originally from here we've had him on the show yes yes so that's extremely exciting um so yeah we have a lot of circus you know trapeze tumbling things like that that we're known for um also an opportunity to work with some new circus groups that we haven't before we have um people from st louis aerial collective we have kinetic tapestry another really amazing circus school that's in st louis they work with kids and adults they offer classes and camps and things like that in the area um our very own clowns on call will Hmm. be there which um pretty amazing because they work um in cardinal glennon hospital year round but um you know, where people don't generally, the public doesn't get to see them. So here we get to have them in the big top and everyone will get a chance to see them in action. That's exciting. And, um, and, yeah. And yeah. I understand you also have, um, you have some dogs coming on board. Oh my board. gosh. <laughs> and that actually, I, I want to introduce our next guest here because they are here to share more about this component. Uh, Deb Martin is a dog trainer with Purina. Deb, welcome. Thank you for having me. So tell us how dogs fit into uh, the St. Lou Review. Well, so here at Prina Farms, we do our own performances, and now we actually get to bring them to the circus, which is really cool. So we do a lot of flying disc with our dogs, and we're going to come and do that there. Karen, what uh, what made you decide, let's bring in some animals. Let's, Let's add them into this local talent mix. Oh, well, who doesn't like the animal acts? I mean, you know, the dogs are amazing. So we're really, really thrilled that they're coming. And is this the first time uh, the Purina dogs have been part of the show? Um, and yeah, I believe so. This is the first time that we've had them out. So hmm. it'll be a lot of fun. So Deb, I understand you'll be performing. You have Icelandic sheepdogs named Naughty and Kenna. Uh, what kind of tricks will they be doing? So they both like to jump off my body a lot. Uh, they like to jump <laughs> over <perfect>. my body. <laughs> yep, they have a really good time doing that. Um, and they'll be catching a lot of discs. So they're jumping off you as you throw a disc and then they're catching the disc? Or are there more people involved in this act? No, nope, it's just me and one dog at a time. And yep, they jump off my body and catch a disc in the air. Wow. Okay. So I understand your dogs are 5 and 11. How long have they been training for this moment? Pretty much their whole lives. <laughs> uh, so you started them when they were really young. Yes, yeah. Uh, Kenna started about seven months old, and um, Naughty is actually uh, bred by me, so he started a little bit earlier. And are they into this? Yes, they both, they live for disc. <laughs> how can you, I guess, how can you tell? That might sound like a dumb question uh, for a dog owner. Uh, they, they get really excited when you pick up. Uh, the discs to play with them and just they bark a lot and just they seem very excited so so Karen I know Circus Flora has had other animal performers in the past that is has include pigs and horses people might think about elephants uh, when it comes to circuses but that's really something that, that circuses are moving away from 
Sure, yeah. Well, of course, Circus Flora was, you know, named after our uh, elephant Flora who retired some time ago. And um, yeah, we always do like to incorporate an animal act. We are known for our wonderful domestic animal acts. So we have had pigs, we've had um, dog acts, we've had cat acts in the past as well. So it is something that we really love and appreciate, you know, being able to share with St. Louis. Karen, are you worried there might be a higher threshold for dogs? I mean, frankly, if I saw a cat jump through a hoop, I would be so (laughs) amazed. Whereas if I saw a dog jump through a hoop, I'd say, yeah, my dog can do that. I mean, do do we expect a lot out of dogs maybe that we don't out of a pig or a cat? Um, you know, yeah, I think so. But I think that's part of the fun of it. We see um, kids just, you know, they watch, they ask the performers afterwards, how do you do that? And they, they come back the year after year and say, you know, I tried to teach my, my pet this or, you know, they, that kind of thing. I think that's part of what the fun of that is, is that they get to go home and, and can they do these things? And it is one of, you know, it's kind of interesting to see. So Deb, can they do these things? The, the tricks you're doing with your two dogs? dogs? Are these things that somebody just working with their own dogs at home could learn? Any dog that's physically fit, sure. So um, we always say to contact a veterinarian, make sure your dog can do some of these tricks. Uh, Some of the high flying tricks um, require a little bit smaller dog, not necessarily like a 60 pound dog, but some 60 pound dogs can do it. You just have to be careful um, with size and age, obviously. Um, and just make sure that they're physically fit. But any dog can be incredible. Any dog. So, so Deb, I, I don't know that my dog is ready to be incredible. But for anybody <laughs> listening out there who has perhaps a younger dog than, than my teenage dog, um, let's drill down what it takes to train a dog to do a particular trick. Uh, can you give us an example of how your training works when you're trying to teach a new trick or routine even? So it depends on... Um, what I'm teaching. Uh, Lots of times I will use a food lure and lure them to do what I want them to do. So um, so like say I'm teaching a like a foot stall or something like that. I get the dog to um, get up onto an object and then and I use food and I treat them and then I'll have them eventually get up on my feet and then use food and treat them there also. Um, then to transfer it to the disc, sometimes a little tricky because dogs get really excited when they see their toy. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that can be a little, little tricky sometimes. But if you, if your dog's food motivated, you can pretty much get them to do anything you want them to do. And it sounds like the key is, is somewhat just breaking it down into smaller components. Yes. Yep. If you, if you start small and stay small and just kind of move along with, with baby steps, you'll, you'll get to where you need to be. So when we're talking about a circus, I imagine that that goes from just having baby steps all the way to it becomes choreography. How long can you make that chain before something almost starts to break down? <laughs> um, well, it's the chain... The chain doesn't take too, too long to make once they have like the core um, foundations because you have to have foundations on your dogs for different different tricks. Mm-hmm. Um, but the when you break it down and, and start start putting everything together, it comes together pretty quickly. Hmm. Something else I find myself wondering about, I think about you doing these tricks out at Purina Farms, that completely makes sense. But when you're doing it there in the circus environment, I imagine that's a smaller space you're dealing with. Does that limit what you can do? 
It's a much smaller space, but the um, the dogs that we would typically take to a place like this, we've taught them a lot of um, in-close moves mm. is what we call them instead of like long Frisbee throws. So they'll um, they'll do a lot of in-close stuff, like a lot of um, pushing off our bodies and, and jumping off our backs and any, any sort of tricks like that. Mm-hmm. I imagine in addition to that, um, there's a whole circus going on around them. They're used to, <laughs> to just being the one attraction. Is that sometimes distracting for them? It, it can be, um, but most of us, when we when we play disc with our dogs, we've gone multiple places, um, so they're usually pretty good. I don't know what my dog would do if they saw an elephant, but <laughs> for 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 like most of the any farm animal that's there, they're not really going to care because we have farm animals here. So we we really do um, try to make sure that they've seen everything that they possibly could see before we go to, into an environment like this. That makes sense, uh, Karen. Maybe the the bigger fear is that the performers could be distracted by how cute the dogs are. Is that something you have to guard against? <laughs> that That is true. That is very likely to happen, I'm sure. <laughs> Do you have to keep these circus stars separate when they're not performing? That's right. <laughs> That's right. They might want to get in on the act. There's a collaboration in, in order, I'm sure. <laughs> so, Deb, I'm curious to hear a little bit more about your job, because it seems like you might have one of the coolest jobs in St. Louis. <laughs> I understand you've been with Purina for just about a year. Um, how yes. do you score a job like that? Um, lots of hard work. Um, I just kind of set myself up right in doing the right things for this, this type of role. Um, I started playing with my dog a decade ago and, um, it just kind of morphed from there. And one day this job became available and I was like, oh, I'm going to apply. So. And, and your training cool. was basically that, that you'd gotten really good at doing this at home with your dogs. Is that right? Yep. Yeah, yes, I because I, I was a, a veterinary technician before, so um, I was playing with my dogs and just on the side, and it just it has it just morphed from there. It's 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 a dream come true, really. Wow, that's so you were able to go from being a vet technician to just focusing on on these kind of training and, and performances full time. Yes, which is which is really cool because uh, to be able you know to to work an eight hour job and go home and then work your dogs. It's, it can be a little taxing, but uh, to be able to work your dogs and have that as your job is pretty amazing. Yeah. And so you have these two dogs that are in this show. This is Nadi and Kenna. Do you have other dogs that you work with at Purina, or they, they come to work with you and they are your work? Yep. My dogs uh, come to work with me. I currently have 13 dogs. Um, 13? <laughs> yes. Yeah, but three of them are 11-week-old puppies. Um, <gasps> one of them is going to her new home, so I'll be down to 12. Okay. It um, <laughs> seems so manageable. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, but uh, all the trainers here, we all we all have multiple dogs. We all um, work our own dogs. We all train our own dogs. We collaborative, collaboratively work our dogs together um, when we're working on, like, an East sort of trick that you need that extra hand for. Um, it's just, it's, it's, it's really, really perfect. <laughs> wow. Well, that, you really are living the dream. And we're going to get to see that dream on the stage, Circus Flora, coming up on June 4th. Um, Karen, as, as you can probably tell, I'm very excited about the dogs. Other than the dogs, what are you most <laughs> excited about in this show? Oh, my gosh. Um, pretty much everything. Um, wow, we have a, a tap group, we have singing, we have comedy. I, I don't think I could even pick one thing if I tried. <laughs> but tap, I mean, so people are going to be tap dancing up there? Yes, we have a group called Mostly Tap coming. So yeah, I mean, this is it's, it's things that we couldn't do in a sawdust ring. So I think that's, you know, kind of a fun thing for us also having the stage and having different things. And 
um, yeah, I'm extremely excited. And I'm reminded there's there's one additional act here that in our final couple minutes here I have to ask about, and that's you have a aerialist. A aerialist, yes. So, um, of course, we're going to have aerial acts as we um, typically do, but I think uh, Laura Lippert is going to treat us to a hair-hanging aerial act. So, yes. Um that wow. should be very exciting. That, okay. Well, if that if <laughs> people aren't interested in the dogs, yeah, there's a, there's a hairy <laughs> yeah. list. Uh, so this kicks off June 4th. Karen, are there still tickets available if, if people yes, are interested in that? Most definitely there are. Um, they start uh, anywhere from $20 up to VIP seats at $90. Uh, the 4th through 6th, we have five performances that weekend. Um, all you need to do is get to our website at circusflora.org and purchase your tickets. And then in our final minute here, I do want to note that you're also beginning preparations for the trial of the century. That is something that you hope to kick off in October 2021. Uh, What can audience members look forward to with that show this fall? Yes. Now, um, we're very excited about that also. So um, having postponed that from 2020, that is our full season production. So that will run October 7th through 31st in the Big Top. And um, yeah, we can't wait for that. So that will be our full sawdust ring, the whole nine yards, our full run of season production um, coming up in October. So traveling performers will be able to return for that. Hopefully so, yeah. So it sounds like there's still a a note of caution. You're hoping that that can go on even with COVID, but there's a little bit of wait and see there. Sure, yeah. No, we're planning to go ahead. Um, What the capacity looks like is still, you know, a little bit up in the air. But um, like everybody else, we're taking all precautions and um, we'll limit things as we need to. But yeah, the show will go on. Okay, so that's the trial of the century. Um, That begins October 7th through 31st. You can get more information about that also on the Circus Flora website. And the St. Lou Review, that kicks off on June 4th. You heard it right here from Karen Shoulders. Uh, Tickets are now available. So if you want to get in on that and see all these great local artists, including some you've heard on this show, and including these wonderful dogs of Purina, this is your chance to do that. So Karen Shoulders, manager director of Circus Flora. I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Sarah. And Deb Martin, dog trainer with Purina, living the dream. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at choosewood.com.